edition of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the Honorable, the Reverend, Rev, a.k.a. Joshua You checking yourself out? What's good, BD? Hey, man. I'm chilling over here, man. I'm chilling. It's another week, another podcast. God is still good. Always. Always good, BD. Always good. Always good. How's it been over there, man? All's well, man. Same humidity, man. Gym's not open. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, Coach has been writing writing books, man. Okay. Okay. Here's some new resources out there for the people, brother. Hey man, what you what you cooking up? Are you sneak preview or, you, or is that under wraps? BD, 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 a wise man always mm. keeps it in the tuck okay. until it's done. Because mm. if, if, I, if I tell people what it's about, if I tell people when it's coming out and it ain't done, okay. I'm like a fool, BD. All right, all right. Just know I'm working on two books in a card game at the moment. Oh, the hey, hardest working on. man on YouTube. Come on, man. Come on, man. The Bible says, make the best use of the time for the days are evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm not mad at that. How's the weather over there? It's like, bruh, it was 105 degrees here in Texas. Yeah, it's time to go to heaven, bro. It's time it to go. It feels like the other place. Yeah, man. I, I'm at the place right now. If it wasn't for, uh, you know, ministry and marriage and offspring, potentially, that's the goal, mm-hmm. then I'll be ready to go to heaven, bro. Mm. I, I wonder if there's YouTube live up there because I'd be like, "Hey, from heaven, y'all!" Wow. Yeah, I don't think there's. Nah, YouTube man. Live I got. There. I love being down here. I got work to do, but I'm just saying, man. This. Sure. It's time. It's time to. It's time to. Time to be productive. I think everyone needs to just get use this quarantine, use this opportunity to really see what they're supposed to do. Because right now, you need residual income. You need generational wealth. You need to be in the will of God now, because you can't trust the system, man. It's very true. Very true. All right. Well, we've got a really good show here today, guys. I'm really excited about it. Thank you to all of you who are watching live. All right. Hop in the comments, interact with each other. As always, the last segment of the podcast, we're going to interact with you guys. We've got a really good one uh, today. So stay around for that and interact with us. Okay. If you're watching and you're, you're, you're on Josh's channel or you're on not on Josh's channel. If you just happen to be on YouTube stumbling around a foxhole uh, because you searched uh, Will Smith or something like that, and you're watching the Good Guys podcast, hit that subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button and hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know whenever we drop new content. All right. Also, smash that like button if you like our content. All right. That helps YouTube know that you enjoy our content and that they should push it out to more people who can also enjoy the Good Guys podcast. All right. Help us out. Help us grow here on the Good Guys podcast. Also, share it. Share this video. It's live. Share it on Facebook. If it, Can they share it on Facebook? Yeah, you can share it anywhere. Don't like on YouTube. YouTube, yeah, share it. Share it. All right. Um, J.E., what you got going on this week, man? Man, I just did a, I just released a video. I'm, I'm starting a new series of videos, little videos on my channel called Little Reminders with coach josh 
four to five minute videos, just my thoughts about current events, my thoughts about just what I get from my coaching sessions, just thoughts that I get, just little thoughts that I have throughout the day. Um, Because if I put it in sermon form, I've tried to make my sermon small, can't do it. But my thoughts are bite-sized. They're just points, quotes, things that that hits me that I can get out to people. And I've got this new thing called Little Reminders with Coach Josh. And I just posted a video today, about two hours ago, about don't advertise what you don't have in stock. Mm. Four-minute video that encourages you, don't worry about being first. Don't worry about being fast. Just be last. Because when you last, you last. That's what's up. I actually checked out that video. It's dope. So check that out. Um, what? Oh, BD. Right. Hey, that, I understand. You can't take that much of JE. I understand. I can't take the whole minutes, man. Then I give you a worksheet like, man, man, coach gives me homework. Yeah, I'm not doing all that. But four but minutes of JE, I can listen to that. I understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the, but the worksheets and everything you do is dope as well. I just, you know, I'm, I'm your friend, so I can't take advice from you. It's just yeah, yeah, it's in the contract, so I can't yeah, do me, it. Me and your wife shares uh, thoughts on conspiracy theories. <laughs> no matter what, you'll get my thoughts. That's what the problem is. Like, I don't be wanting to listen to you, but then you go talk to Blythe, and she's like, did you hear what Josh was saying about I'm like, yes, I did. He tried to tell me about it. I tried not to listen to oh, if you. You're listen letting to him infiltrate the system right now. Bro, if you don't want to listen to me face to face, I know how to get to you. It's not right. It's not right. All right. Um, if you did not already know, I have my own channel, guys. Uh, the Blue Peace Crew. It is a um, family channel uh, documenting our family and our challenges and our triumphs and our story. All right. So um, <laughs> check that, that out. We just... like, you on Netflix, BD? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we dropped a uh, video a couple days Sunday, I think it was. It was a one month grocery haul. We have to, we have four kids, and they eat a lot of food. So we go to Sam's Club, uh, you know, just a grocery haul, talking about some of the things that we get at the grocery store. But it's a pretty cool video, I think. Check that out when you get the opportunity, and check out the channel if you like the content there. All right, family friendly uh, content there. Hit that subscribe button as well. Okay. I think that is all the housekeeping we have. Without further ado, it's time to get into the podcast. All right. And we're going to start as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. And we've got one today, J.E. It has to be discussed. Yeah, it has to be discussed. All right. Here on the Good Guys podcast, we talk about relationships. Okay. We, we, we promote godly relationships. We promote godly marriages. Um, and so there was a, you know, there's been a situation brewing um, in social media. It's taken social media by storm. It's taken popular culture by storm. And it's surrounding the marriage of uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. And, you know, it, it it's... It's an unfortunate situation, J.E., and there's a lot to unpack. So I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to get into it because there's a lot to unpack here. And, um, you know, so 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 um, just to provide a little context, uh, August Alsina is R&B singer. Um, he went on uh, some podcast. I don't know what the podcast was. It wasn't the good guy, so it doesn't matter. Um, and he was talking about uh, how he had a relationship with Jada Pinkett a few years ago. 
Um, and, and I mean, he went in JE, like it, it wasn't just, you know, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we, we had a little fling, we had a little, whatever the case may be, like he was really expressing some deep emotions that, um, to be, I, I mean, I, I was impressed. Like, look, it's not, it's wrong. hundred percent wrong. We men don't even normally express ourselves that well, as he eloquently stated how, 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 how you know, deeply emotionally attached he was in this relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith and the <laughs> ironic in there. You kind of had to throw it in there. Um, but you know, I mean, obviously the ironic thing is that Will Smith and Jada are still married. And as far as we know, they have been married for the, you know, since the nineties, I don't know when they got married, but it's been a long time. And Will and Jada have been kind of like an, like a, like an iconic, uh, relationship, you know, um, in society because they're celebrities. And a lot of times celebrity marriages don't work for a lot of the reasons that we discuss here on the good guys podcast. Marriage is hard. Marriage requires sacrifice. Marriage requires, you know, you to die to yourself and celebrities. A lot of times don't want to do that. So Will and Jada's marriage has been going on for a while. There's been speculation about, you know, open relationships and things like that. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. It's none of my business, but this kind of opened those conversations back up. So people were speculating what's going on. Do they have an open marriage? Whatever the case may be, right? So Jada goes to, she has a show called Red Table Talks on Facebook Watch. Um, she brought herself to the table mm -hmm. and, you know, she talked about the situation. I guess she wanted to clear the air. Um, and she started to describe the situation, J.E., and she used a lot of really, you know, pretty descriptive words. You know, she talked about, you know, I, you know, I wanted to help heal him. She said he came to her in a time where he wasn't healthy, had some mental, you know, uh, wasn't healthy mentally. And she just wanted to help the healing process. Um, and it sounded really good. But then Will, you know, was like, okay, what really happened? Like, what are you talking about? What 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 happened? And J.E., the word she used to describe what she had with August, mind you, he described it as an intimate, beautiful relationship. She described it as an entanglement. An entanglement, J.E., What is an entanglement? Man, I didn't know what she was trying to say, bro. I, I, I've never heard of that. I have never heard of that word in my life, J.E. I'm going to be perfectly honest. And if that makes me ignorant, then maybe it is. I think, I, I tend to think I have a pretty decent vocabulary. Yeah. But I've never heard of that word in my life. I had to go to the, I had to go to the dictionary. I had to go to the dictionary to find out what exactly is an entanglement. I think I have it pulled up here and maybe I don't, I think I clicked out of it. I'm going to look it up really quick. Cause I, I have to get this definition for the proper context. There's an entanglement. All right. So an entanglement J E. Oh, hold up. All right. I know what the word of God says. <laughs> As BD is looking at the word entanglement. I'm looking up the word entanglement. So it is, all right, so the action or fact of entangling or being entangled, that doesn't help. A complicated or compromising relationship or situation, okay? I think that's the best definition there. And 
that's just mind boggling to me. I, I've just never heard of an entanglement. I've heard of an affair, <clears throat> which is what it sounds like it is to me. I've never heard of entanglement. I, I feel like J.E., the only type of people who know what an entanglement is are people looking to get into one. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're like, I, I, I don't know what that merit. I, I don't know what that word is. Hmm. And, and, and I don't feel I feel bad for August. Here, this guy is, he's, you know, he's poured out his life. He's poured out his love, his feelings for Jada, you know, only for her to call it an entanglement. Well, you, you can obviously tell who was the man in that relationship or an yeah. entanglement. You're right. You're right. But I just think it's wrong. It, it, you know, that, that's not an entanglement. That's not an entanglement. We talk about marriage here on the Good Guys podcast. A marriage is one man and one woman. There's nobody else inside the marriage. Like the marriage bed is undefiled. You, you don't bring other people into your marriage. So so it's not a complicated situation. It's not. She, she used a lot of fancy words. She made it sound complicated. It really wasn't complicated. You and Will was going through it as a married couple. And you decided that you wanted something else, wanted something different, right? Um, and you went outside the marriage to find it. That's that. That's not a. That's not a complicated situation. An entanglement, okay, is an entanglement is my relationship with Krispy Kreme. That's an entanglement, Jay. Well, I used to be entangled. That's an entanglement, okay. I, you know, I, I've had a long-standing relationship with Krispy Kreme and donuts, Je. And, and and for a long time, me and Krispy Kreme, we were like this. You know what I mean? But then I moved to Texas and I meet someone by the name of Shipley's. Mm-hmm. Shipley's Donuts. And they got the, you know, they got the glaze and they got the yeast and, and it rises up, J.E. That's, that's complicated. You know what I mean? And then there's yeah. the health aspect. I can't really just be eating donuts like I used to be, but I still be wanting the donuts. J.E., that's an entanglement. Yeah. That's a complicated situation. It's complicated. It's deep, man. It's deep. It's deep. It's compromising. That's an entanglement. This isn't an entanglement that Jada had with 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 poor August. I feel bad for him, J.E. But at the same time, here's my problem with August. He had to know, J.E., you don't get involved <clears throat> with grown married folk. You don't do it. Yeah, okay? not, not not Will and Jada, you know? Like, you know what I mean? She's not leaving Will. You're not even in the same tax bracket as Thank Will. You. Willard. No, see, 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 he's got, he's he can change the name to Willard. That's how much money he has now. He's now right. Willard. Right. Willard Smith. She talked about all this healing. She talked about all these fancy words. She made it sound really good. At the end of the day, there was married folk that was going through it, right? But the difference is they've been married for a minute, J.E. They've been married. This isn't like a young, you know, married couple that you, you know, might be able to come in. Like they've been married for a minute and they grown. And she's married to Will Smith. Did you think she was gonna leave Will Smith for you? Honestly, bro, I think Will Smith never had her. What do you mean? That's Tupac's girl. 
Okay, so look at what we're dealing with, Jay. We going. This is deep. This is deep. You ain't got to me yet. I, I, I was already down the rabbit hole, BD. Tupac. Yes. One of the most iconic and influential rappers of all time. Yeah. Will Smith, arguably the greatest movie star of our generation. People make tribute that Joyner Lucas just made an entire tribute video to this guy, documenting all his movies and everything that he's accomplished. Yeah. And then we have you. Bro, you should have he should have did his homework. He should have been like, you know what? There's Tupac, there's Will then there's nothing for me to be able to. I have not accomplished anything. I'm not even the top of R&B. Tupac, the top the of rap. Right. Tupac, the top of rap. The top. Will, the top of movies. Now it's the, the rock. Top. Will, Will used to be the top, but he, he's still iconic. You and may you, be the eighth or ninth best R&B singer right now. Not of all time. Right now, now. If, she, if, that was, if this was Chris Brown, then I'd be like, okay. Chris got a chance. Chris got a chance. Chris got a chance. Not Aug. And, and, and see, my like, my short, my nickname is J.E. Coach, <laughs> Azzy. But when your name is a month and you shorten it down to Aug, and then they both call you Aug, I think they both played him, bro. Bruh. Like, I, I, th I thought I was the only one tripping on that. Like, how Will is calling this man Aug? <laughs> like, he doesn't even take you serious. Bruh. It's wrong on so many levels. You know, and, and we're going to talk about how to avoid a bad marriage and, you know, and be serious about, you know, obviously this is wrong. Obviously, this is not something we agree with, but Og. <laughs> Man, that's, that's, I mean, honestly, BD, um, when I watched this whole debacle, I just want to tell people, man, you can't double down on nobody but Christ, man. Mm. You can't trust these relationships. I, that, that lyric of J, uh, J. Cole didn't age well, man. It didn't go oh. too well. That Will and Jada love. <laughs> nah, he, he's he's like, man, Will. Nah, man, Jada. Mm -mm. Now you gotta go do a remix. You got to. And and I'm just I'm just I'm just to the point, man, where um we have to leave this whole celebrity culture and, and really get back into Christ and really get back into what life is really about because marriage is not held in honor, man. It's mm -mm. not because for it's them to end, joke, for man. them to end the video by saying bad marriage is for life, that's a what? subliminal message that they're planning. They were at the top. The next there, it was them and talking about in, in our culture, per, what people look up to, yeah. uh, that Will and Jada love, and that Jay Z and Beyonce love, and uh, the Barack and Michelle love, like all that kind of stuff, man. You you can't. You can't, uh, uh, for people outside looking in, marriage is difficult. And I can only imagine how difficult marriage can be when you got that spotlight. Sure. And, and and But at the end of the day, I look at the kids. You know, I, at the end of the day, I look at um, um, you, you can be, I don't know, because I don't even know what happened with them in regards to their relationship for them to take a break like that. But but August should have known, man, that, that this wasn't for him. And for him to come out and say, you know what? You you was writing subliminal messages. I did. The, I read that a rabbit hole. Subliminal messages about Jada, Jada touching you, and y'all, you know, doing y'all thing. You knew good and well she was not leaving Willard. <laughs> not Willard. She's not leaving Willard for Og. Bruh. Og clog, dog. Like, bro, like, bro, you was just a toy 
they got in the in the dog pen, man. And um, unfortunately, I feel bad for him. It's a great uh, album rollout, but I heard people say that they know more about this story than his own album. Yeah. So I don't know if this rolled out too well for him. But I hope this is a testament, man. You you can't you can't you you can't get close to. It don't matter how vulnerable a person is, they're not leaving who nah. they've been married to for years. I don't care what how you how you do what you do at night with that person. I don't care what you offer that person. They are not leaving eight to nine figures, <laughs> ten figures possible. What ten figures? Hold on, nine figures. That's a hundred million. Nine figures. Like, was he really thinking that? I mean, you know, again, wrong to have, wrong to be messing with a married couple regardless. Wrong to be even having sex outside of marriage. But but let me tell you this, though. But but how do you get caught up to the point where you are pouring out your heart and your feelings, your emotions for Jada Pinkett and she's with Will Smith? Let me tell you something about women, J.E. Tell me, B.D. Women do not downgrade. It's not going to happen. No. They're not downgrading. <laughs> it's not going to happen. We talked about this a couple months ago with the April and uh, Little Fizz and Omarion situation. It's the same thing. Fizz, she's not leaving. She's not going to be with you when she's been with Omarion. They don't downgrade. Nah. They shouldn't. <clears throat> nah, they, they shouldn't. And so I, he should have just enjoyed, well, you can't enjoy sin, but no. he should have realized that. But at the same time, isn't that what cougars do? Isn't there a way cougars hunt? She got him. She got him. And she probably stuck at the wheel and was like, I got a young toy. And then Will was like, but I got toys, 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 toys. I got Benjamin. I got all kind of bills. Mm. Got plenty of money. That young boy's only good for a certain time of night, man. But that man, that I mean, I, I, she, she used that brother. Unfortunately, because when you call something entanglement, I I felt played. I was like, whoa, I you felt that. I felt that for that dude. I was like, bro, and that's why we have to understand. We got to be very careful what influences us. We got to be very careful what we uh, entangle ourselves with. Because if you're not completed in Christ, you're going to be entangled. Simple as that. When you complete in Christ and you have been completed and you content with where he has you and you content in life, man, it doesn't matter how deep or depressed you are. You'll go to him because if you go to them, people will use you and drain you and spit you back out. Man. And now you with Angela Yee giving out your heart and you hoping. But did you look at her eyes when she said she hasn't talked to August in a long time? If Will Smith, oh. man, I don't know if he was, he channeled in, he channeled in his pursuit of happiness. <laughs> he channeled that pursuit of happiness, BD. The, the way that man looked, I was like, man. That was the same look that he had when they finally called The same him. look. And I'm like, Will. <laughs> I was like, man, you. <laughs> that was and he had that look out the gate, bro. As soon as the video cut on, he had that look in his eyes. <laughs> Hey man, he even though he knew about this, I I I I hope August lives. I really do. I I really do because that's one thing about a man. A man doesn't mind cleaning dirt when no one knows, but it's hard to clean your dirt and then people hear that you made a mess. Man, man, and so that that's when when she and I I don't at this point she's not in love with Will. 
uh, I, I saw, I saw, I guess two or three years ago, Willow wrote a letter to Tupac talking mm. about we miss you and mama miss you. We wish she was here for my mom to be happy. What? See, bro, <clears throat> she, I'm telling you, Will never had Jada. Will was the good guy after the bad guy passed. <laughs> I promise you, if Tupac was still alive, there would not be a Will and Jada. I'm telling mm. you. No matter what she says, man, she still loves Tupac. The way her disposition at that table, bro, her disposition at the table lets me know she still don't love Will. Because for you to be talking about, man, I ain't heard from August Aug in a while. Will Smith oh, fake tell, fake that's tells a grown you every, man. That's a grown man. Call that man August. Call him August. And it's July. Oh, you still got another month to go through this, Will. <laughs> It's one thing if this came out in September, but man, you go August it's is a long month, August. bro. August is one of those long months, bro. August is one of those months. It's like people go back to school. <laughs> Willow got to probably go to college. Man. No, they don't go to college. They they rich. The teaching moment is like Je said. All right, you got to be secure in your relationship with God, and you have to be able to look to Christ to fulfill you to satisfy you. Now, I mean, obviously you should be able to rely on your spouse to provide some things and, you know, so, so you do have to, you have to be able to do that. But that's, that's why, you know, we talk about godly relationships and why it's so important because, you know, when you get into relationships and you do go through, you do go through those hard times and those difficult times, those challenging times, if you don't have, you know, that third strand in that relationship where you guys know, all right, cool, we're not in a good place. We, we both need to seek God, you know, in the situation and get back right and, and find whatever it is that we're looking for. Jada talked about, you know, she she, you know, talked to August because she just hadn't felt good. in you know, a long time, by the way, if I was well, I would have had to walk up and walk off the stage at that. Yeah, point. man, I think but- that was the third take, man. I'm pretty sure they that that was the last. They was like, we have to get this out. Can you can you please just let me say this? And you just sit there, Will. Nah, I'm not going to be able to sit there for you to say that in my face. But anyway, um, yeah, she talked about not being not feeling good for a long time. And, you know, look, there will be times in your marriage uh, where, you know, your husband or your wife isn't doing it for you. Um, you know, that that's possible. But in those times, you have to be able to go to Christ, to an external source, to to find that satisfaction, to find that redirection um to you know push you towards all right re uh re-engaging with your wife and making things right with your wife and putting in the work to make things right with your wife separation is not the answer all right let's take a break and Mm -hmm. you do what you need to do to be happy and i'm gonna do what i need to do to be happy is not the answer separation is the product of too many sons going down on the raft that's why the Bible says, don't let your son go down in your wrath. It, it never bring tomorrow's troubles and never bring today's troubles in tomorrow. Because the Bible says tomorrow has its own troubles. So if you don't take care of today's troubles, then when tomorrow's troubles come, then yesterday's now today's troubles are now compound on each other. And that's why it's important for us to understand delegated faith versus distributed faith. Delegated faith, not, not delegated, but um, um, dependent faith leads to delegated faith. My whole life has to be completely dependent on God, period. The Bible says you got to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. 
so that your leaves won't fade. No matter if the sun's out, your leaf won't fade. No matter what comes around, your fruit will always be there. A marriage is two people planted by the streams of water and their roots are in the water of God. All their roots. Every Each and every one of us have roots. Uh, money is a root. Um, uh, security is a root. Um, identity is a root. All of our roots have to be in God in order for us, no matter what happens above us, no matter what happens around us, we're rooted. And so many relationships are rooted in tainted streams and they wonder why their fruits are genetically modified. They wonder, they're wondering why their leaves are falling and not sustain themselves. And that's why, man, separation is not an option. That's why I make it a, a, my mission. If there's anything happening between me and my wife, we're going to, before the sun, if, the, if it happened after the sun went down, before the sun comes up, we're dealing with this. Right. Because, we, because we're not going to give the devil any room. Uh -huh. And that's why I tell every man, this is not Jada's fault. This is not August's fault. This is Will's fault. 100%. 100%. There's no reason your wife should even be thinking about August. Because mm -mm. that means your relationship's in a fog. Okay. You, you got to make sure you clear things up, make sure we good. But if they don't have Christ in their life and they got all these uh, uh, um, uh, brands and, and pursuits, I wondered why Will Smith came to YouTube. I was wondering how Will Smith came out of nowhere, jumping off buildings, jumping <laughs> off of planes. I was like, so, I was like, something ain't right, man. Will is right at home. When he spit that verse, oh, now his verse on all oh, his verse don't even mean anything anymore on uh, what's his name's track. What you, why? What do you mean? What did he say? You, remember what you talking about? I found me a queen, got me a team. Oh, man. Well, I mean, this was a couple of years ago. Maybe they're maybe they're better now. Maybe they're in a better place. But I want I'm just at the, at the same time as men. Now, don't get me wrong. We don't know what's happened behind closed doors. But if we keep it a buck. Without God, man, I'm yeah. pretty sure he he dipped in some he dipped in some things as well. For sure. Um, but um, wow, that's why I clean up your mess when it's cool, when no one knows, bro. That's why you won't bring nobody because you knew he was in love when he got his feelings hurt. BD, that man went and spilt the tea. That's crazy. And I'm like, look at that picture of August, bro. You know he's ready to spill tea when you got different colors in your hair, bro. And a beanie with the beanie to match like you put that together like you you said i got the i got the red with the with the blonde highlight with the at yeah, the roots and then i got this but beanie that kind of it's like a little like in a transition in between the two colors he put that together but look at that man jada has a lot of masculine energy and august got a lot of feminine energy man and i think women do it too women be cougars i hit too and fellas, listen, ladies and everyone, do not, God is not going to bring you someone when you're broken. Mm. If you're broken, you're bruised, you're wounded, God will not send you nobody to help you. He's not going to bring no woman to help a man. He's not going to bring, he ain't going to bring no suspect man to help you. He's going to say, I'm here to help you. Because right. nobody can fill that God-sized hole in your heart but God. That's why I'm so glad that I'm completed in Christ. My wife's completed in Christ. I have no need of her. I want her, but I don't need her. Need leads to perversion. When you desperately need something, you will do whatever it takes to, to get there. And perversion is inevitable. That's why being completed in Christ is, is, is paramount. Being content with God has you is paramount. Because now it doesn't matter. You go to him first when you're broken. 
Right. I put some blame on August. He should have known, yo, you married. I don't see no divorce papers. I, I, you, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see nothing. No, I'm not messing with you. Teaching moment from that. And I hope, you know, I hope that none of our listeners are, are in that situation or are put in that situation, <clears throat> whatever the case may be. But if you are like, you don't mess with a married couple. Don't mess with a married man. Don't mess with a married female. Whatever the case may be, they're not going to leave their spouse for you because that happens a lot. People be getting in these, you know, entanglements uh, with married folk and they're telling them steady. I'm going to leave my I'm going to leave my wife. Don't they worry. never do. They're not going to leave their their wife. They're not. They're getting what they need from you because they're not getting it currently in their marriage. And then they're going to leave you and they're going to go back to their marriage because you're only fulfilling probably 20 percent of what they're not getting in their marriage. And they're going to stay with that 80 percent. They're going to get some money from you and they're going to go back to the 80 percent. You got to be with someone that has a hundred percent of God in them. You know why? Because even what you don't have, they're not going to look nowhere else. Right. See, God has to be there. See, my wife is my resource. She's not a source. I'm her resource. I'm not her source. So no matter what happens to me, she's still sustained. Now, don't get me wrong. When things happen, you're going to be upset. You're going to have emotions. But when you know you got God, you'll say God is in my marriage. God's in my relationship. So God, I know you will take you will let whatever I can communicate with her, you will let her know. And she'll she goes to God. Whatever Josh can't get right now, God. There's been a lot of stuff where we came back to each other like, yeah, God got me. God checked me on that. Yep. That's why. Listen, nobody's gonna have a hundred percent. Nobody. No. And so until God is one hundred percent for you, you're always gonna want your girl's eighty, your man's eighty, and somebody else's twenty. Cause you're trying to you trying to get a whole listen, man. Uh, um, no size, man. It's just you pick. You, you want lamb? <laughs> you want chicken? You want steak? Ain't no size, man. Yeah. And you got to be okay with God. You my everything because I'm telling you, your wife, your husband is not gonna be everything to you. They're not. They're just going to be God's resource for you. And you have to have that mindset so you don't end up sitting at the red table talk, exposing your business. Mm, mm, and you nobody keeps their mouth shut. You can't listen. No, nobody. So you can't even try to don't even play with sin. Whatever happens in the dark, you see, came to the light. They, it had it came to the light so bad they had to go to their light. They had to go to their red table talk up under their light to expose it. Like, like, like they couldn't even keep it hidden. So what we're trying to say, man, hey, man, y'all better trust God, man, to bring you the right one. And you better make sure that you understand that God's your everything or you're going to be looking for more things than you should. That's right. That's absolutely right. All right. So uh, we're going to we're going to leave that. But it's it, it does segue into our main topic of the day. How to avoid a bad marriage. All right. At the end of the Red Table Talk, Will and Jada fist bumped and they said, Bad marriage for life. Wow. Right. And, you know, that's unfortunate. Um, I will commend them that they are committed to marriage. Like they're not getting a divorce. Um, but it it's that, you know, the type of marriage where, you know, you're taking separation and you're stepping out and you're, you know, uh, committing spiritual acts with other people outside of your marriage is indeed a bad marriage. So we're going to talk about uh, how to avoid a bad marriage. All right. What are the, some of the things that you can do 
uh, prior to getting married or even while you're married. If you, you know, if your marriage is not where it should be, you can implement these things and improve uh, your marriage. All right. So the first point is to honor it. All right. You have to honor um, not only your marriage. If you're already married, you have to honor your marriage. And if you are not married yet, you have to honor the institution of marriage. And that's something that we don't do in today's society. You know, the story with Will and Jada, you know, yep, it's entertaining um, and people are laughing about it. And look, you know, there, there are aspects of it that are unfortunately kind of funny. But at the same time, it's not because at the end of the day, like we're, we're, we're making a mockery out of the institution of marriage. Like we don't take it as serious as it really is. And that's why a lot of marriages don't work. That's why they have the situation that they have. And like J.E. said earlier, I don't see how any marriage can work without, you know, a, a, a relationship with God at the, at, at the foundation. You have to have that relationship with God. It's, it, you know, it, it is what keeps you guys together during those tough patches that you're going to have during a marriage, right? So you have to honor the institution of marriage and you have to honor, if you are married, you have to honor your marriage, um, which is, you know, what, what they didn't do and what a lot of people don't do. A lot of people step out on their marriages uh, physically. Some people step out on their marriages emotionally. Whatever the case may be, you have to honor that marriage, okay? When you take those vows, when you say for better or for worse, um, sickness and in health, you have to mean those vows. And, you, and when you're, if you're single, you have to be preparing yourself to mean those vows and uphold those vows. If something goes wrong with my wife and, and, and she's not healthy and I have to take care of her for the rest of her life, that's what I'm going to do because that's those are the vows that I took. I honor uh, the institution of marriage, uh, you know, every day I'm wearing my ring. Okay. I'm not, I'm not out here looking for, you know, an, another woman to fulfill my needs. Like that's what my wife is for. You know what I mean? I honor my commitment to her. I honor my relationship with her. I honor that God brought her to me. And so that's not going to happen. There's not going to be a separation <laughs> where you go to your thing and I do my thing, that's not going to happen because as the man, it's my responsibility to uphold, you know, the standards and the, and, the, and the intimacy of marriage. So how to avoid a bad marriage? You have to honor it. And before you get married, you have to understand how serious and, and how, you know, uh, important marriage is. It is a godly institution. It is created by God. And if we don't follow, you know, the guidelines uh, that the Bible sets forth as far as marriage and how it works and how we are to love our spouse and how we are to, you know, uh, men love your wives as Christ loved the church, women submit to your husbands uh, unto the Lord. If we don't, if we don't carry out that, then it, it results in a lot of bad marriages. So that's how we avoid a bad marriage. You have to honor them. Yeah, man, I'm just going to pull the scripture real quick, man. It's a foundational scripture that we have to all understand in regards to what the word of God says about marriage. He says in Hebrews 13, 4, it says, let marriage be held in honor among all, 
and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. But let's look at that first part. Let marriage be held of honor among all. The enemies after the among all part. As you can tell right now in culture, not too many people honor marriage. Marriage has uh, people have opened the doors of marriage and and now perversion has crept in and now everyone is trying to. That's why when people say, well, um, 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 just let everybody get married. OK, cool. We'll see how long that lasts, because even if, if God's people can can barely hold on to it without him, what are they going to do without him? Right. And so what we have to understand is that uh, uh, marriage is created or was created by God. Is created by him. I have some quick points right here is that the reason why we should honor marriage because God invented it. God created it. So if society gets gets God out of the equation, took God out of school, took God out of government, took God out of everything. Now you take God out of a marriage. Anything God is not in will self-destruct because it's in him that we live, move and have our being. Without God, nothing will, nothing will sustain itself. And so when you remove God out of the minds of people, you remove the honor for everything that God honors. And so what we have to understand as 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 people is that we got to say, do I even if how can I honor if I how can I honor a marriage that I don't have yet? If I don't even honor the time I do have, how can you honor marriage? You can't honor singleness. How can you honor anything that you haven't held yet if you're not honoring and respecting and being aware of what you do have? And so what we have to understand is that uh, um, it's the, the reason why the enemy hates marriage is because what marriage represents. The Bible talks about it represents Christ in the church. If I can remove God out and remove the purpose of it out, then people won't see anything honorable. Most people get into marriage with the exit plan in mind. They're already thinking about if this don't work, all I need is a sheet of paper. But what we have to understand that marriage has a has two purposes. Marriage has the purpose of being a godly example and producing godly seed. That's the purpose of marriage, to be a godly example, an example that expresses the, the, the beauty of Christ in the church, and an example to young people on what it means to, um, to hold a marriage, as well as godly seed. So then if, if look at our generation now. This generation is a product of fatherless homes. This generation is a product of broken homes. So what we have now in society is the result of broken homes. This is by design. They, the enemy broke the home a long time ago. And in breaking the home, you break you break the seed. And if the seed is broken, the seed is going to start uh, dishonoring marriage because what they experienced. I have four things, five things that you have to really understand about honoring. BD, this I didn't have this before. You you sparked these points. <laughs> you inspired these points. Okay. Glad I could help. Thank you. Number one, in order to honor marriage. <laughs> This is the reverend side, okay? In order to honor marriage, number one, your hope has to be in God. Mm. We alluded to it before. Your hope must be in God. Hope. That means your everything, your dependencies in him. If there's no hope, then there won't be any number two, honor. Because when your hope is in God and God has showed you how to move out here and, and you get into his word, understand what marriage is and what life is, then you will begin to build integrity and you will begin to be like God and you will start bearing his likeness. And when you start bearing his likeness, then you want to be like him. And in being like him, you'll say, you know what? Everything that the word of God says about life and godliness and about marriage, about everything, I'm going to choose to honor. Because once your hope is in God, then you are honor. Once you honor, then you open to help. God, I, I can't do like BD and I can tell you without God, this is impossible to die to yourself every day. 
Do you know how many times I come last? Right. A man in the world can't do that. You have to have the right mindset to say, I welcome being last. I'll serve everyone. I'll, I'll be without. I'm saying that's that's a natural gift of the spirit of God. That's not that's not from man to do. Uh-uh. It's a resistance on the inside. So then when you hope when your hope is in God and you begin to build honor, you realize I'm humble. God, I need your help. That's my other age. I humble myself and say, God, I need your help. We can't navigate this sexualized culture without an understanding of God and honor. Right. Once your hope is in God and you build honor and your and your life has been humble for him, now you open for help. Help then leads saying, you know what? I know how serious it is, so I'm a halt. I can't I can't be with you. Uh-uh. I can't be around you. I can't watch this. I can't be nope, 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 because I already know. If I engage with this, I'll be in dishonor. That means I've distanced myself from honor. We got to be very careful that we don't allow the world system and ideology to distance us ourselves, move ourselves from the things of God. And then about time you look up, you in dishonor. That means you miles and miles away of an honoring life. And then once that comes into place, then you develop honoring habits. You then want to put your wife first. You didn't want to be there for your husband. Then you begin to have that frame of mind. But man, you can't honor the things of God without honoring him. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. If you're not walking any area that you're not walking in wisdom, chances are 100% of the time that in that area, you do not reverence God. Your level of fear and honor and reverence towards God is the beginning of wisdom. Not the middle, not the end. It starts wisdom. And so that's why we are serious about this, is that if you do not understand the true meaning of life and what comes with this, that this is temporary home, we're not going to be here forever, you're going to stand before God and tell, be held accountable, you're going to be honorable then. But when you remove the fear of God out of the equation, if you remove the character of God out of the equation, if you remove the likeness of God out of the equation, people just toss serious things like it ain't nothing because God ain't out here striking people down because of the grace, we're in the grace period. If God was striking people down, people be honoring marriages. But God's saying, I'm going to let y'all do what you want. And the Bible says, like in the days of Noah, so shall the end be. If you look around, it's looking pretty pretty, looking pretty good like Noah's days. Mm. Absolutely. But when you got an honoring marriage, you'll be a good beacon of light. For sure. For sure. Um, Moving on to the second point. Talking about how but to you, but, 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 but. This is the time. This is halftime. Oh, my bad. For those who's on the Coach Josh page, y'all go ahead and head over to the uh, Good Guys podcast. I'm going to post the link right now so that you all can be able to head over there. Oh, so that you all can be able to head over there. Right. Oh, uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Production. There we go. So for all those who are watching on the Coach Josh page, if you want the rest of these points and you want to get into the interactive portion where we talk about the top five fries of all time, go ahead and head over to the Good Guys page. I'm going to go ahead and post the link. I posted a link up under my video. So all you got to do is go into the comments section and you'll be able to see um, you'll be able to see uh, the Good Guys channels page. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and post a link in the chat box. So all those who's watching right now on the uh, uh, Coach Josh page, my page, head over right now to the Good Guys YouTube channel. And while you're over there, if you ain't already subscribed, we got 107 people watching right now. 107 people. 
Oh, people leaving already. So go ahead and leave the Coach Josh page. We got four more points on how to make sure you do not have a bad marriage. We'll see y'all on the Good Guys channel's page. If you're watching this later on my channel and it's not even live, head over. Links in the comment section below. We'll see you over there. Go ahead, B, to do your uh, elevator music, bro. Uh, duh, 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 duh. God, oh boy, you gotta be ready in season. I, I wasn't ready. ready. I wasn't ready. I'm oh, removing the wrong that. one. Let me see. Remove the right one. Okay, here we go. All right. All right. We're now exclusively on the Good Guys channel. All right. Point number two. All right. Point number two, talking about how to not have a bad marriage. You have to prepare for it, all right? And this is what I think a lot of people don't do. Um, in our society, you know, we, we, we romanticize, you know, marriage. We romanticize relationships. You know, we have these rom-coms. We have these movies and things like that that, you know, just show the warm, cuddly, fuzzy parts of marriage, and everyone wants to be married. Everyone's excited to be married. And there's nothing wrong with that. Marriage is a wonderful institution. Um, but marriage is hard work. Marriage is very serious, and marriage is a lot of hard work. And a lot of people don't take the necessary steps to prepare for that kind of commitment. Okay, they rush into it. They're excited. They got that infatuation going. They got those, you know, you know, your your pheromones and your hormones and your, you know, all that is is going, and you get married, and then life hits you. You know what I mean? Circumstances hit you. Trials hit you. Uh, you know, and and you find up and you look up and you find yourself in a marriage that you're not ready for. Right. So you have to. So in order to avoid getting into a situation where you have a bad marriage because you weren't prepared, you have to prepare for marriage. OK, how do you do that? We talk about it. It starts with you. It starts on the inside of you. You, you, you have to prepare yourself. You have to make sure Josh talks about all the time how you have to be. You have to be whole in, in yourself and in your relationship with God. Number one. All right. So develop your relationship with God. We talked about last week. How do I grow closer to God? Check out that episode. Make sure that your relationship with God is rock solid. Make sure you know how to go to God when you're having problems. Make sure you know how to seek him and hear his voice. Make sure you know that when you're you're feeling, you know, you're 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 down in spirit, you're you need a boost that you can get in that prayer closet and you can seek God and get yourself pumped back up and get your mind right where it needs to be because you're going to need that for the battle that is ahead. Marriage is a battle. Like J.E. said, it is an everyday battle. The things that you have to do in marriage, when we when we talk about dying to yourself, when you talked about putting someone else before you, putting someone else's needs before you does not come natural to us as humans. It goes, it is diametrically opposed to the way that we are wired naturally. The brain is wired to protect us. The brain is wired to do what's best for our survival, right? But when you get married, you have to rewire that. <laughs> it's not about just your survival anymore. It is about, you know, dying to yourself. It is about uh, considering the needs and the wants 
and the feelings of another whole different human being. So if you're not ready to do that, you're going to end up in a bad marriage. So you have to make sure your relationship with God is rock solid. You have to make sure that um, the next thing you want to do is make sure that you know what you, you, you know, what your purpose is, you know, what your calling is, you know, you know, what your strengths are, you know, what your gifts are. You need to know about yourself. You need to know who you are um, because that's going to help you within the context of a marriage. You need to know, hey, I'm, you know, more of a uh, extroverted person. I like being around people. OK, so if I have a wife who's more introverted, I need to understand, you know, what that looks like. And, in, in you know, in some situations where maybe I want to, you know, stay out and, and socialize more that maybe I need to be paying attention to my wife and she's ready to go and I can read the signs. All right, cool. Let's go. Like you need to understand these things. So you need to know about yourself. You need to know what your purpose is, um, because that way you can find someone whose purpose can possibly kind of align with yours, who's who's not trying to do something completely different. You find somebody and they look good, but they want to do uh, international missionary work in Peru and you're you're not about that then y'all's purposes are not going to align. So it doesn't really matter how good she looks or how you, you know, good she smells. That's not going to sustain you because the looks, the, 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 that initial infatuation is going to wear off. And then you're going to wake up in Peru somewhere and you're going to be like, what in the world is going on? Like, I'm not happy with this marriage. Okay. So, um, you have to solidify your relationship with God. You have to solidify your relationship. You have to develop yourself, self-development, read books, uh, you know, perfect your gift, whatever your gift is, perfect your gift. Okay. Start operating, start taking tangible steps, uh, towards, you know, operating in your gift. You need to get these things, get the ball rolling on these things before you get into marriage. Cause when you get married, life's going to happen. Responsibilities are going to happen. Kids probably going to come. And when these things come, your dream, excuse me, it, that's not the time to try to get your dream off the ground. All right. It's not the ideal time. I won't say it cannot be done, but it's not the ideal time. The ideal thing is to already have that stuff kind of rolling. So she knows what the, she knows what it is going into the situation. Hey, this is what I do. This is what I've been doing. Are you willing to roll with me on this journey? You know what I mean? Can 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 what you're doing, uh, you know, compliment uh, and we we compliment each other and what we're trying to do. So um, those are the main things that you need to do to prepare for marriage. Uh, aside from hey, get in, get in the scriptures, make sure you understand what the word of God says about marriage. Make sure you understand that you are supposed to love this individual as a man the way Christ loved the church. The scripture goes on to say, and gave his life for her. Okay. That's, that's the kind of commitment that you're making. It's not just a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship where we're, uh, we're cool until something goes wrong. Eh, I'm not feeling it anymore. Like, no, it's not that kind of party. It is a very serious commitment. And you as a man are the man of uh, the, are the head of the household. And you are directly responsible to God for not only yourself anymore, you're responsible for her. You're responsible for any godly seed that you produce. Okay. Same thing for, for the ladies. It's a, it's a commitment. It's not, you know, Hey, this guy, uh, you know, it, it takes me out on dates and, and feeds me. 
and 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 you know he he, he cute. <laughs> <Please> <laughs> me. Hey, hey, some girls be doing that. They be going yeah. out. They be doing it. All right. So it's not that. It's not that anymore. It's hey, I I I'm with this guy. I'm here to you know be a help meet. I'm here to you know in whatever capacity he needs me to help um, carry the load. I'm here for that. I'm here to support him. I'm here to make him better. So, um, yeah, it, it, look, you got to take the, 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 the process of preparing for marriage very seriously, take marriage seriously. That's the best thing. If I think if you go into a marriage and you really understand the, the, the seriousness of it, and the, and you really understand that you will have challenges and you will have trials. Um, I think that's going to definitely improve your chances of not being in a bad marriage. I think a lot of people go into marriage just thinking it's going to be all rainbows and, and kittens uh, based off what they see off TV and off movies. And that's just not the case. People got to make sure that their focus is not just to get there, but to stay there. Those who have a get there mentality, they're happy with the infatuation aspect of marriage and relationship. But those who have a stay there mentality, they are, they prepare accordingly. You have to understand marriage is more than just a physical, man. That physical stuff, when you get married, you're going to be like, man, this is more. It's, it's spiritual. It's emotional. It's mental. It comes with more than just, oh, I guess we can look at each other all day and, and do what married people do. But at the end of the day, that cannot be the main reason why you get there. Preparation is key, man. People have to understand the importance of preparing. Preparation is the fruit of the right perspective. When I have foreknowledge and, and, and I could think long term and I'm able to have self-awareness and, and future awareness and say, you know what? I've noticed a lot of bad marriages and that's not what I want. Or I see what the word of God says about marriage. This is what I need to prepare for. Because no marriage is made the same. All, most marriages start the same. Two people at the altar. Every marriage just about start the same in front of somebody exchanging rings and vows sometimes or a courthouse. Either way, they start the same. But marriages have different components. Not all kids are the same. Not all uh, uh, living conditions are the same. Not all jobs are the same. So you don't know what monkey wrenches are going to be thrown into your situation. And if, and if you're not prepared for it, man, it's nothing like being in a situation. There's nothing worse than like being in a situation and don't know the rules. <laughs> like, OK, do I pass? Do I kick? Do I shoot? Do I throw? What do I do? Right. And most people are so infected, like BD says, they get so caught up in like, I hate Lifetime. <laughs> I hate Hallmark. I think it's Hallmark. Hallmark. And you, they, they, what they do is the same story plot. One girl is betrothed to another man. The man is not a faithful guy. He maybe loves his business and whatever more. And so here comes this carpenter guy. So it's always this guy she's married to that's supposed to be some business guy, got money. Here comes a guy who's an everyday Joe. <laughs> comes in and just sweeps her heart away. And all we see before the credits come, they're exchanging vows. Mm -hmm. And all we see is happily ever after. What? And then here comes the credits. That's all. That's conditioning. People don't understand that people have been conditioned to think that marriage is happily ever after. Happily? Do you know how many tough times come with marriage? It ain't got nothing to do with y'all. It's warfare because of what you represent. Because if you got a strong marriage, then you may have you you have the potential to strengthen your community. 
And if you can have to strengthen, if you have the ability to strengthen your community and inspire people to have other good marriages, you may be able to strengthen a region. If you can strengthen a region with strong homes, you may be able to strengthen a nation. That's why they have to break it. That's why all these kids are going crazy right now because they have no structure. You heard the saying, if you show me your friends, I can show you a future. I tell mm. people, if you show me your family, I can show you a foundation. Mm. And if that got cracks in it, you may got cracks up here. Right? And so I have some notes that I have right here. Um, fellas, listen to me. Fellas, fellas, fellas. And ladies, you listening too. He who holds the seed holds the most responsibility. You can't just be planting seed everywhere. Mm. You got to be a man that says, you know what? Like, like, like that's that mama, that baby mama drama. That's your fault. You see what I'm saying? You got to be able to have self-control. The Bible says, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind or self-control. Right. You, you are the one. It's half these women crazy right now because of crazier men. Men that you manipulated them and used it because they fathers. It's, it's the man. Now, don't right. get me wrong. Women got their responsibilities, too. But we're talking about the responsibility as you as the man. If you a bad man, it's going to be bad. The, re the result of that bad marriage is probably going to be at your feet. That's right. Now, if you now if you a good man marrying a bad woman, that's your dumb fault. But if you got issues, insecurities, lust problems, you got all that in you, your marriage is going to be bad because of you. Because you're going to open doors for people to creep in. And, and I like you can't you can't you can't live a life that causes your woman's mind to wonder. You got to be on it. And ladies, you got to put a fence in between there and say, no, I ain't let nobody in here. Because do you not understand that 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 sexual intimacy or physical intimacy with people is transferring of spirits? What's on them rubs off on you. That's right. And you wonder why you acting all weird, making comparisons. We don't know how many people was in Jada. We don't know how many people's in, in Will and how many people came with August. It's just not them three at the red table talk. Uh. There's 15 other people present at that table. Uh. August wasn't there. Physically, but August's spirit was there inside of Jada. It's deeper than that. For her to look at her own husband and be like, uh, uh, um, I didn't feel good in a while. And for you to be like, I ain't talked to August in a... Come on, man. August was at the red table too, inside of Jada. And you think after that 12-minute video, everything was healed? No. That home is no... There's no peace in that home. So what we have to understand is that we got to guard our souls now and say, you know what, God, I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to discipline myself. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to get myself ready because this is not a game. Next point. The Bible says, count it all joy when you go through various trials. Knowing there's a testing of your faith. Oh, count it all joy when you meet various trials. For you know that the testing of your faith produces patience. And when patient has had a full work, you'll be whole, complete, lacking in nothing. That's a very important scripture, important formula in there, right? Why do you have to go through trials as a single person before you marry? I did. A, I gave an analogy in one of my videos, and I'll give it here. Um, Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, uh, TV, a lot of different apps, they give you a trial period to test their product, right? A trial is a season for you to be tested. 
In order for you to be proven, you have to be tested, right? Now, why do they call it a trial period? Within that trial period, you become familiar with the product that you will eventually purchase, right? And they want you to get a taste of it so that when you actually get the product, you're familiar with it. So the reason why God allows you to go through various trials a period for you to be tested so that you'll know what marriage feels like in your singleness, so that you'll know how to be self-controlled, how to be long-suffering. God is not just going to be like, oh, elevate you married. No, he's going to elevate you with the ingredients or the mindset or the wholeness or the ability to actually able to function in something that has made that may have been unfamiliar to you. So that's why you got to go through various trials. So you'll know how to be patient, how to be kind, how to be self-controlled and be prepared for, because warfare here, listen, I wrote in my book last night. I was up to about four or five in the morning writing in my book. And I talked about how <laughs> if you can't handle the devil in singleness, how are you going to handle a devil in marriage? When you level up, you devil up. Uh. Because when you see the enemy does it when you, man, you have to understand once you get into a position, you are a threat. Right. Soon as you put husband cap on, you are a target. Soon as you ladies put wife on, you are a target. They hate marriage. They don't want it. So you got to prepare for marriage, not for, oh, this is cute. I can't wait to have babies. You got to prepare for war. You know how many nights I got to pray over my, my, my wife, my family, covering them. I got a lot of women in my family. I got to cover them. And a lot of, man, you got to understand your prayers are powerful. Because of the position you hold. And so if you're not familiar with that in singleness, if you're not familiar, if you're not willing to prepare for that, if you're, uh, uh, you always complain when you meet trials versus, okay, I'm going to count it all joy because this trial is going to help me for the future. This experience, when I get into the marriage, I now know how to navigate. Oh, now I know where the documentary section is. Oh, I know where the Marvel movies are. Because I'm familiar with the product. So that when you level up, you may not be, you may have never been married before, but you're able to operate in the flow of the Holy Ghost. And that's why you have to let pruning happen, my friends. People want the left side of marriage, the fun side. But not everybody wants the responsibility. And you got to prepare. You got to prepare, prepare, prepare. So that you can be able to stand and survive and be a beacon of light for other marriages and other people that aspire to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go on to the third point, talking about how to avoid a bad <coughs> marriage. All right. Third point is you have to be paired for it. Um, and I talked about it uh, a little bit in the previous point, but and, and we talk about it all the time. You have to marry the right person. That's okay? right. <laughs> you have to marry the right person. If you, if you, I'm not going to, I'm not one of those who would propose that there is one, you know, soulmate, uh, one, you know, special person, uh, you know, that, then that's the only person that, you know, God has for you. Um, but I do believe that you have to seek God in who you, who it is that you're going to marry. You have to be very deliberate in who it is that you choose to be uh, married to. This is the person that you're going to be joined with for the rest of your life. Okay. 
So it's not a decision to take lightly. It's not a decision to base off of infatuation. It's not a decision to make off of how much money they make. Uh, it's not a decision to make off of these, you know, these, these trivial factors that can, that can change over time. Looks are going to change over time. Financial situations can change over time. Might have a six-figure job now, but what if they what if they let him go? You know what I mean? How did he get that job? Did he, you know? You you don't know. So those things can change. Um, you have to base your decision on who you're going to get married to based off of, you know, spending time with them, asking questions. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Josh has the book Dating Prep. Uh, where he has questions that you can ask to get to know that person. Uh, important questions, guys. Like a lot of times we have, you know, dates and, and we're asking what's your favorite TV show and what's your, you know, it, the questions that, and there's nothing wrong with those questions on like a first date. But once you get past that first date, y'all should be, you You have to be very intentional. You 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 don't have time to just be dating people for them to waste your time. Okay, if you're dating, it should be you working towards a potential suitor for marriage. So you don't have time to waste. After you get past that first, that second date, hey, I got real questions that I need to know the answer to, right? And and those are the kinds of questions that are going to be in uh, in dating prep. Those are questions that you need to find out um, so that you can know if you guys are really compatible, Um do, do, do they have a heart for the same things that you have a heart for? Do they do they hold the same, obviously, religious beliefs? Do they have a relationship with God? Okay. Do they believe that God is the foundation of a marriage? Do they want kids? Uh, you know, you have to find out these things. And there's tons of other questions, you know, that, that you can ask and that you can find out. Um, but you have to be paired with the right person. You can't take it lightly. If you if you take it lightly and you just get married to anyone, you know, the first person that you meet or just because, you know, he wined and dined you just because he drives a nice car, just because, you know, you like the way, uh, you know, she, she looks walking by. You're going to find yourself in a bad marriage. You gonna find yourself in a bad marriage. It, it goes a lot different. Uh, you have to go beyond the surface and you have to ask those tough questions and you have to be paired with the right person. We talk about purpose all the time. <clears throat> And making sure that, you know, that purpose, uh, that person's purpose can align with yours. Do y'all, can y'all build together? All right. Uh, marriage is all about teamwork. Uh, marriage is about being a team and facing the challenges of life together. Can you build together? Can you, can, can that person handle adversity? What is their, what do they do when adversity comes? These are the, the you know, and, and you're not some some stuff you're not going to know until adversity hits. But you can you we talked about in other videos. You can kind of see how they handle situations that are going on in their life. Right. As they talk about, you know, hey, I had an issue with my boss or I had an issue with, you know, whatever the case may be. Are they strong? Are they emotionally uh, strong enough to push through that situation to to seek God and, and, to, and get through that situation? Or are they just gossiping? Or are they breaking down emotionally? You know what I mean? So these are the kind of things that you have to look for and that you have to pay attention to so you can make sure that you're paired with the right person. It is very important and it is a very good way to avoid getting into a bad marriage. Yeah, man. That's why the goal should always to have a match made in heaven. 
that God paired you. It's like Bluetooth devices. Uh, uh, one device, two, it's only two devices that can be paired. You, uh, you can add an extra speaker. That's just kids. You know what I'm saying? Add little speakers. You know what I'm saying? You got you got your main device. You got a speaker that you paired to. It's something about being paired, right? And what we have to understand as believers that we have to understand that we have to always be familiar with the assignments. Life is about accomplishing and fulfilling assignments. If you're not aware of your assignment and your singleness, then you're just going to be just lackadaisically um, selecting someone to be married to. You have to be purpose-minded. A purpose-minded man or woman have very specific questions. Specific questions. Not just like, like BD says, nothing wrong with those first date questions. Cool, get them out your system. Kiki, kaka, laugh, cool, hit him in the shoulder. And after you don't got that out the way. Right. Y'all both got to start talking about purpose. And this is what you do. Ask them open questions. Ask them, what's your goals five, 10 years from now? What are you aspiring to become? What do you got going on right now? Well, I just go to work and I come home. All right, and then you know, you know, you know then. Or, you know, I just be on Instagram all the time. You know, then now you know. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? You got to ask deep questions because you're not trying to be a shallow swimmer. Treasure is never found in shallow waters. Treasure is too heavy to float. Mm. That's why the Bible said deep craft out to deep. The Holy Spirit, the word of God says the spirit searches the deep things of God. If you want trash, you got to go deep. You got to ask deep questions, soul wrenching, soul bottom of the floor, soul questions. And you got to be able to understand that you got to allow the Holy Spirit to answer what they lied about. Because people will always lie to your question. It's easy to fake being a believer. The Holy Spirit will let you know they ain't right. They ain't, they ain't the truth. Everybody tries to put their best foot forward. And so what we have to understand as people is that we have to be familiar with the assignments. And you have to understand peace comes when you're paired. Man, do you know how, man, I don't have to sleep with one eye open, BD. I don't got to worry about if I'm going to get stabbed in my chest at night. I don't got to worry about a crazy woman. Do you know that's a blessing? I can sleep all, I could be all over the place like this. Don't got no care in the world. When my wife cooks, I don't got to worry about using chemicals to test, see if there's any poison in here. It's true. There's peace when you paired by God. Mm. There's peace. You, you now know because peace is only in the will of God. Listen, everybody is spending money to find peace, love, and happiness. All of those things, true in their truest sense, is in God. You don't mm. got to pay for peace. It's in God. So you don't got to pay for joy. It's in God. You don't got to pay for love and making yourself available so that you can be held tonight. You held by God. He's been holding you up since you was even brought into this world. But now you want to be held by a man and want to feel false sense of securities. Don't you know God don't need no man to make you feel secure? God don't need no woman to make you feel like a man. You got to already have that in the beginning so that you'll be like, you know what? I'm not desperate for nothing. And everybody who's late 20s, late 30s, 40s, age ain't nothing but a number to God. God made your womb. God can bring life to that womb, that womb that ain't even had a child. He can shake in it. Ask Sarah. Ask John the Baptist's mom. They was old as Methuselah. 
and they was able to have babies. So if you keep getting the world system, oh, you're getting too old. What's going on? Do not allow the pressures of other people's positions to press you to hold in the position they hold. The re Listen, real people will say, take your time. Real married people will say, take your time and ready. People yes. who hate their marriage and envy your singles will try to pressure you to be in the same pain as them. Facts. They don't want to see you winning a single because your singles reminds of what they should have did with it. Ooh, facts. So you got to be able to know real, recognize real. You got to be able to say, you know what? They just talking to be talking because real people, like I life coached someone today. I told her she was like, but everyone is, oh, I life coached a guy two days ago or last week. He was like, but all my friends are trying to pressure me to get married. I say, what do they do every day? They hang out a lot. That's their problem. Right. They just want to hang out and have a couple's night. No, listen, if a couple ain't talking about how to couple some more dollars together and couple a couple of things for the purpose and mission of God, I can't hang with you. The only couples I really hang out with is BD and his wife because we purpose minded. I don't got time to kiki, kaka, fake laughing at your jokes and we ain't trying to make no moves for the kingdom of God and make no, no moves for my own life. Right. We too old to be going to uh, uh, Applebee's and too old to be eating each other's houses and playing with kids. Your purpose in life is to see our kids play with each other. I'm sorry. I want my kids to play in a nicer home. <laughs> I want my kids to play with some nicer things. But peace comes when you're paired. I know I'm going long and I'm done with this last point. That was my last point. Last point. It's better to be single than to be sorry. Mm. It's better to wait on God. I got married at 33, 33 or 32. Mm -hmm. I got married old, man. And we ain't skip no beat. Listen, man, just let God do what he does, man. He know he knows how he don't need your help. He don't need you to be on um on um Christian mingle. He don't need for you to be on no, he don't need your help. Help him what he wants you to help him with. And let him handle what you can't handle. Because I promise you, if you try to pick the person for you without God, you nine times out of ten, probably ten times out of ten, you're going to pick the wrong one. Man, look. It's, there. look, ain't nothing worse than being, you think being single is bad? Ain't nothing worse than being I coach, in a. I coach people all the time, bro. I know. Go ahead, BD. Ain't nothing worse than being in a bad marriage bro it ain't nothing worse than 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 you come home and it's hell it's hell you don't have no peace in your home you don't <clears throat> like the person that you married to you constantly living with regret like man you talk to a lot of like je said you talk to a lot of miserable married people they wish they were single again bro i'd be talking to dudes that be on a rooftop i said oh your wife's contentious huh like, bro, you on the balcony again? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. Like, bro, you. There are a lot of uh, miserable married people. At, for the for the for those of our listeners who are single, that wish they were in your position because you have time to get it right. You have the opportunity to get it right. Take your time. Get it right. Do the work. Ask the questions. It's not a rush. Don't listen to them hating family members trying to talk about when you're going to bring somebody to the cookout. Why are you not over by your uh, uncle, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Uncle Frank? Why Uncle Frank over there uh, walking behind whoever's uh, cousin that is over there? 
Like why y'all marriage is, you know what I mean? Y'all marriage ain't been good in years. Why are you asking me when I'm going to bring somebody home? When y'all get y'all marriage straight, that's when I'm going to get, uh, bring somebody around. Mm-mm-mm. Like take your time. All right. We got to make like my, like my sister, my sister's in the building. Shantae, that's right. Nothing like having peace. I'd rather be up under a rock where there's peace than in a mansion with many acres where there's hell. Bruh, peace. I look for peace. And fellas, you got it. Ladies, fellas, I'm telling you, it's better to be in an apartment by yourself eating ice cream and cookies, eating asparagus and baked potatoes by yourself and everybody else. Because every, bruh, I'm done with this after this. (laughs) Do you know how many people I've life coached Mm -hmm. who's married? And I compare what they tell me in the coaching session to their Instagram, two different worlds. Right, their Instagrams looked as if there was beautiful marriage, mm-hmm. but what I hear on the phone don't match what they post on the gram. Exactly. You better I listen to what's on the Telegram, not on Instagram. I know what's going on. Right, that's why you can't compare your real life to somebody else's fake life, because then you're gonna end up being fake. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. All right, next point. Going on to the next point, how to avoid a bad marriage. And this is more so for the people. Well, yeah, it's more for if you are in a marriage currently. But this is uh, advice that you can use when you do get married. You have to be present in it. Um, When I come home from work, I'm tired. You know, I'm exhausted. I've been working all day. Uh, you know, people asking me, come to me with problems I got to solve. You know, I'm mentally drained, right? Just because I come home and I'm with my family doesn't mean I'm present. I'm there physically, but I'm not present, right? So, and and that's a part of marriage. That's a part of, you know, having a family. You have to be present for that person. And that's something that you have to take into consideration. You know, I don't get to come home uh, and you know, when you're single, you get off work, you're tired, you can come home, you can unwind, you can do whatever you want and watch whatever you want on TV, uh, eat whatever you want, uh, you know, walk, whatever it is. When you get married, that changes. Okay. Now, you know, you and your spouse can work out, you know, how, like, I, you know, I tell my wife, look, babe, give me like five minutes when I get to the crib. Let me, let me, um, let me chill for a second. Let me get my mind right. And then I'm gonna come spend time with y'all. Right. But, you know, just coming home and just for the rest of the evening doing whatever I want to do, those days are over, over. You know what I mean? And 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 I'm fine with that because I was ready for marriage. I understood that when I get married, I can't go to the gym and hoop every single day like I did when I was single. I can't, you know, go to the gym and and work out until 10 o'clock at night like I did every day like when i when i was single i can't come home and watch whatever i want on tv the entire night and 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 whatever the case may be like you have to take that other person's uh uh, needs into consideration my wife needs to spend time with me my kids want to wrestle and fight me and uh, beat me into oblivion and i'm okay with that i'm not but i have to be Right. I have to spend time with my family. I have to be present. Okay, so 
There's a difference between their physically being there physically and being present. Being present means that you are in tune to your spouse. Being present means even if I had a busy day, even if I, you know, had 50 million fires that I had to put out, when I get home, I have to continue to stay alert and stay sensitive. I have to I have to pay attention to my wife. How is she walking around? How is she talking? You know, does she look like she had a stressful day? I need to attend to her. I need to, you know, let her talk about her day and vent and do with the things that she needs to do. Maybe I need to give her a quick break with the kids. Whatever the case may be, whatever that looks like for your spouse, you have to be present. <clears throat> it's not enough just to be there. You know what I mean? You have a lot of marriages and, and, and the man is just like, oh, you what are you talking about? I'm here, ain't I? You know what I mean? I, I think I watched the show. I think it was George Lopez back in the day. Don't judge me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I forget who was talking, but they were like, um, he was, I think he was talking to his son and he was like, when, you know, when your mom asks me, you know, uh, do I love her? I tell her I'm here, ain't I? You know what I mean? And that was his answer. And it's like, no, that's not enough. It's not enough just to be there. Like that's the bare minimum. Like, yes, you should be there. That's where you live. That's not a, that's not something you get a pat on the back for. You get a pat on the back for actually being present. For paying attention, for spending quality time, for for being attentive, those are the things that you have to do. It goes for women too, but I think this one more so uh, is skewed towards the men because that's something I think that we struggle with more so because we have the tendency to kind of just tune out, and I'm guilty of it sometimes as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, just tuning out, getting on the couch, I'm watching my show, it's all kind of chaos going on around me, and I'm just tuned out. But I have to check myself and be like, all right. Turn the TV off or turn to whatever the kids are watching and spend time with them. Go wrestle with them. Go holler at my wife. Hey, what's, what's going on, boo? How was your day? You know what I mean? You have to be present in order to avoid a bad marriage. Because what happens is over time, if you're not present, somebody else will. Number one, yeah, somebody at, else. Will Og. Step in. Og, Og was present. There you go. Og was mad present. <laughs> he was mad present the way he was talking about how emotionally attached he was he, he was, was there present. for some he was there for some very valuable and pivotal situation he was he was so you got to be present you got to be present oh my bad bro go ahead listen you understand what a present is a present is a gift you as a husband you as a wife are a gift a gift don't be a gift for everyone else but not for your family you got to be present you, Because if you hold your present, then you denying them the gift they deserve. You were the one that married her. You were the one that engaged her. You got to be present. You got to say, I'm not going to withhold the gift of a husband from my wife. I'm not going to withhold the gift things that God has given me from my family. So, so many people are not present. They're only present in physical form, but they're giving their coworker, giving their company, giving their business, giving their everything better presence than they do their own family. That's why I want to be known as a man that took care of his family. I don't want to be that famous and that known because I don't want to be bigger or beyond my ability to manage my household. Right. If I don't got a hold of my house, I don't want to hold anything else. And what we have to understand is that anytime that we're not truly present, we're denying the gift 
from those who need. That's why. That's why I, I'm in my niece's life. I'm in my nephew's life. I'm in. Uh, I'm in uh, people in my life. I gotta be present. When it comes to my wife, I gotta be present. I gotta be. And that's why you have to understand, because if you're not present, fellas, somebody else will be. They're waiting for you to not be present so they can slide in. Not just a person. The enemy slides in first before he slides somebody else in. He'll start saying, does, does Josh really love you? Mm. Does, does, does he even care about you? Mm. Start getting into the mind. Start getting into her mind, start getting into his mind. All of a sudden, they thinking all these different thoughts. That's why you have to understand when you come home. And I saw someone ask the question: Should y'all give us? Uh, should women give us men an hour to decompress? Yeah, <laughs> about a good twenty five minutes. Maybe not a whole hour. Not a whole hour because then I'm asleep. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't give me give an me, hour. You I'm can't gone. Give me, <laughs> you can't give me too much time. I'm gone. I'm sleep done. Gone. Twenty to twenty five minutes. Because as a man in this world, we get hit. Yeah. And we got to decompress. But, but that ain't going to be perfect all the time. Mm -mm. You have to trust the third person in your relationship. He's the one that will energize you when you have no energy. If you truly want to be there for your family and you tired, tired, that's when God shifts in and be like, yeah, I got you. So um, you got to be all in. My last point, you got to be all in mentally, emotionally, physically, all in. And last but not least, what I'm going to tell everyone, whatever you don't tend will end. You got to be present in your wife's life, your husband's life, in your children. You got to be present because if you don't tend, your kids going to start going crazy. Your kids going to start going all over the place. Your wife is going to always be insecure, questioning your love. Your husband's going to always feel like he's a boy and not a, a man in the home. He's going to always, if your man's always on a rooftop and not with you, you got to look in the mirror, ladies. So what we're saying, you got to be able to say, you know what? Am I tending this tree right? Am I, am I, am I a, a resource that's allowing this, what I have to blossom? That's it for that. Video. Absolutely. And it, it, I'm uh, just a couple more points because this one is big, guys. Like, yes, yeah, and especially for the uh, for the fellas, if the fellas are watching, guys. Like, there's nothing that Satan hates more than the family unit. There's nothing yeah. that society uh, wants more uh, than to take men out of the household. And I'm, you know, look, we're African Americans. It's real. They don't want African American men in the household, in the family. All right. And we won't get into, you know, it's this systemic racism and all the things that, you know, they've done to take us out of the household. But for those of us who are in the household, you can't take that lightly. No, it's not enough to if you're just in the household, but you're not present, then you're no better than, you know, somebody who's not in the house at all. Then somebody who's locked up, then somebody who's run off with another family. You gotta be present. There's no point to being at the house if you're not gonna be present. Yeah. All right. Um, so I just really want to stress that because it's so important as a man to be present in the household. God talks about in the Bible how important our role is as men in the family unit, as the head of the household. And it's that way for a reason. So it's not enough to just be there. 
You have to be present. You have to be involved in your wife's life. You have Mm -hmm. to be attentive to your wife. You have to be involved in your kid's life. You can't just be there, you know, letting the TV raise them and and, and just it's all fun and games. Like you got to be present. There's nothing worse. This is one thing that that I fear right up under God is to I would never. I, I would never want another man raising my kids. No, I do not want another man loving my wife. Oh, you talking about you talking about just nah, see, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, like bro. that's why you gotta be present because somebody, somebody will love them and somebody will be there for them, and you're gonna be looking on the outside like man, that man fathered my dog. I'm like, I, I tipped it. I'm sorry, I don't know how Will sat there across that table, bro. Like somebody else was loving your wife. It's, it's at his it's at his feet. Bruh, that's my wife. That's my responsibility. If she talking about she didn't feel good for a long period of time, that's my fault. I dropped the ball on that. And for me to sit here and and hear her talk about how another man made love to my whole entire, like Smoochie said, whole wife. I can't do it, man. And that falls on us as men. So on a serious note, that falls on us as men, and that's 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 a that's a tragedy. And we and we don't we don't want to negate the responsibility that women have too. And that that part right there falls on men, but everybody right now under our voice have to heal. For sure, you have to heal, man, or or it just ain't gonna work, man. And so, but as far as men like BD say, man, you got to be present, man, because f- fathers are a dying breed, man. And and you got you gotta be there and say, you know what? As far as me and my house, anybody who wears Ezzy on the back of their jersey, whether I'm their uncle, whether I'm their brother, whatever, who, how close? Listen, I'm I'm done with that, bro. Cause that that hit me hard right there. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't I couldn't let nobody else raise my family. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, point number five. <laughs> we still not done, yeah, bro. <laughs> Man, these right. lives go longer than the pre-recorded ones. Yeah, they never lied. We ain't even right. got to the fries yet. We ain't even got to the yeah. All right, number five. This last, this last one, right? Now we got one more after that. Hey, let's let's just, let's let's put them together. <laughs> yeah, well, so number five is have a mission for it, which I think kind of goes with be paired for it because yeah. We talk about making sure that you have somebody whose purpose, whose mission aligns with yours. Um, and But that is important. You do have to uh, look. Being married isn't just so that you can you know, be with somebody that you think smells good and looks good. Um, <clears throat> you guys are a team. There's nothing more powerful than a man and a woman who 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 are aligned, you know, in their purpose, in their vision, in their relationship with God. There is nothing that you cannot accomplish together if you guys are on the same page. And that's why Satan wants to break up husbands and wives. He wants to break up marriages. He wants us to make marriage, uh, uh, make us think marriage is a joke because he knows how powerful it is. There is nothing more powerful than when a man loves his wife like Christ loved the church and is willing to sacrifice anything for his wife. 
there's nothing more powerful than when a woman understands the man's role and responsibility and is willing to submit who to a man who is submitted to God and is a helpmate and 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 you know sees the blind spots that he misses and fills in the blanks for him and is there to support and make him better. There's nothing more powerful than that. And Satan knows that. So he wants to break that up. So, you know, you have to have a mission for your marriage. You have to, it's not just about, you know, oh, we're getting married, we're going to have kids, get a job, pay bills, and we're going to die. Like, no, what are y'all going to do together? What is, what, what are your gifts? What are my gifts? How can we put these together to, to, to build an empire, to build something for the kingdom of God, to be a beacon of light, to be an example of what marriage really looks like, not what they showing us out here, not what Will and Jada talking about, but what marriage really looks like. Because we as Christians, we are the torchbearers. We should be setting the example for what a marriage is. It's a godly institution. That's our responsibility. We're not supposed to just sit in our house and have our good marriage and and, and go about our lives. And, you know, like we should be out there. We should have a mission. We should have a purpose so we can set the example of what the what, what a true godly marriage is capable of. And I'll leave it at that. We're going to go ahead, Jay. Yeah, Brady, you, you, you murked that, bro. I'm good. <laughs> you toss it to me. That's another 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> last point, BD, last point. All right, last point. Um, you have to guard it. You have to guard your marriage. And it's something we've kind of talked about as well over the course of uh, this podcast. But you, you can't take it lightly, guys. You have to guard your marriage. Like, I, I don't, again could not sit across the table and have my wife talk about even worse than her actually being with somebody else is the fact that her saying that I haven't felt good in a, in a long time, guys, you, you, you can't allow that in your marriage. You have to guard your marriage. You have to guard and that's guarding your marriage against other people coming in your marriage. Because if you're not taking care of your wife, if you're not being attentive to your wife, if you're not being present with your wife, then you are opening the door for external forces for other people to come into your marriage. You have to guard against that. You have to guard against temptation. You have to 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 guard, you know, what kind of things are uh, you allow into your house, into your home, into your marriage um, in order to avoid a bad marriage. You just you have to. You have to be cognizant of everything that's going on and you have to guard your marriage against it failing in any way Jay, uh, listen man you you got to guard the garden adam didn't guard the garden mm. you got to guard the garden man and that's just simple as that don't even really need no um elaboration on that it's just that we got to guard it because the enemy's looking for entrance he's looking for an opportunity you give him an inch he'll take a mile the bible says after jesus was tempted in the wilderness the bible says he left the enemy left satan left to a more opportune time he's always looking for an opportunity but if you're content in god y'all content with each other y'all loving y'all purpose minded you mission focused he can barely get into it right so purpose mission focus Love, understanding, perspective, preparation, that helps guard it, man. Because you know, I'm going to make sure my garden blossoms. Simple as that. Absolutely. That's all you got, J.E.? Bruh, it's an hour 38, bruh. Boy, I'm trying to tell you. Like, we definitely got to we, we, If we don't get to these fries, bruh, 
It's going to be two hours and 15 minutes. All right. We're going to go ahead and go into uh, the last segment of the podcast where we interact with you guys and we do our top five. But before I get into that, I did see someone's comment that I do want to admit. Go ahead. God says it went to Elijah when he was complaining about he was the only prophet or whatnot. He said, God said, I got 5,000 of them bowed down to Baal. The world is a large place. The reason why most people are not paired because they're not prepared. Mm. So God is not out of God's not like, oops, I don't got no more people. God looks out for those who wants to be looked out for. Everybody else is settling. Everybody else is doing what they're doing. But if you're faithful to God and you commit it, I promise you it'll work out for you. But if you're not preparing, you're not working on it, you're not content with God, you want Christian mingle, Christian mingle and single and dingling and all that kind of stuff dot com, then you're not going to be. <laughs> Whoa. Let's go to the fries, bro. Go to the fries. Yeah, yeah, go to the fries. But what I'm trying to say is you got to trust God, okay? All right. Um, We're going to go ahead into the final segment of the day. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that segment on how to avoid a bad marriage. Um, I hope it added value to you. If you guys are watching and you're not watching live, (coughs) hop in the comments and let us know uh, what point stood out to you the most and what you got from uh, this particular episode. Uh, so we can interact with you guys as well if you weren't able to catch it live because we do want to interact and give you the opportunity to share your opinion on this topic, okay? All right. We're going to go ahead. <laughs> what happened? What, what, was Smoochie said something? No, Maxine Z. Oh, no. <laughs> Kimmy. <She called you. laughs> what she say? What happened? All right. We're going to move on to the final <laughs> segment of the day. It is yeah. the good guys top five, right? So I think it's National Friday. If it's not today, it was this weekend. It's somewhere around this time. So we're going to list our top five types of fries. Oh, yeah, man. Let's get to it. All right. And so as we always do, all right, you guys hop in the comments. Those of you who are watching live, and even if you're not watching live, drop your top five in the comments below. If you're watching tomorrow or whenever you watch the podcast, Drop your top five. All right. Um, but we're going to give our five, uh, our top five one at a time. We're going to start with five and then we're going to go from four to one. So as we drop <clears> our five, <throat> drop your number fives in the live. And that's how we're going to do this. All right. Number five. Potato wedges. I can't believe it's that low, BD. <sighs> Potato wedges, um, I mean, they're good. I don't know why they're – I'm, I'm not crazy about them, J.E. I'm just not, not crazy, crazy about them. You're not crazy about – I know why you're not crazy about wedges. You didn't grow up in the hood. Oh. You, didn't, you didn't have that hood corner store where they had the fried chicken and the potato wedges. You See, my what? mom used to – bring when I used to go to Cramington Christian, we used to come down Wilkerson Boulevard – and from uh, from Cramington and from Gastonia area, we came by that one gas station, bro, right there on the edge of North Carolina. I mean, on the edge of Charlotte and uh, and uh, Belmont or whatever. And we pulled up in there, man. We didn't get no gas. We then they got a big bag of wedges. Wedges was the poor man's a poor family's ability to fill up a, a kid's stomach. <laughs> Facts. You get a get a big thing of wedges. The kid gonna sleep good at night. That's true. So wedges for you that you probably didn't have wedges until you was a man. Now nah, the only time I really had wedges was like KFC. That's your problem. KFC's wedges are not the best wedges, bro. They you got you got that because that's all you had, bro. You're right. 
I don't think you I gotta to go to a gas station that got them deep fried wedges, bro. You gotta go to Publix. Publix wedges, bro. Publix Ooh. got wedges. Publix got the best wedges, bro. All right, y'all got a Publix down there? No. Oh, all you gotta do, don't get them to go there and wait 20 minutes. Say, hey, can I get a, a pound and a half? Or no, that might be too much for you. You might do a half pound or a pound because potato wedges, they're pretty heavy. Just say, hey, can you make me a fresh thing of wedges? And you wait there 20 minutes. Go do your shopping, come back around in 20 minutes, get the wedges when they're hot and fresh, bro. Huh. All right. Jakey, what you got at number five? So that's, oh, my number five, crinkle mm-hmm. cut. Crinkle cut number five. That low? Crinkle cut, you don't get that every day, bro. I, there's not a place nearby I could just go and get crinkle cut. Crinkle cut is more in diners. Crinkle cut is more in downtown and city areas. I'm out here in the country, bro. Nobody right. really makes crinkle. See, crinkle cut fries has to be done right. I think I've had more bad crinkle cut fries. Honestly, I'm taking crinkle fries off my list now that I think about Whoa, it. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. That is blasphemous. You're right. You're right. Crinkle you're right. cut? No, 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 no. My bad. Because because when crinkle cut fries are done right, crinkle cut fries got that tough external barrier. Mm. And then when you bite and find that it's nothing but airiness and softness and succulentness inside of that. Yes. The only reason why crinkle cut fries is number five is because me having good crinkle cut fries is rare. Okay. You just can't because most people right now are rushing to get the fries done. You got you gotta you gotta you gotta bring love to the grease. Mm. You just can't just force crinkle cut. Uh-uh. You gotta mm-mm. you gotta love that thing, man. You gotta let that thing sit in the grease just right. You, okay. you you gotta have the right eye test with cream cut because cream cut look like it's done, but that thing is hard and not even mushy on the inside. It's it's a science to cream cut. That's why I go to diners for cream cut fries. All right, all right. I wish I was number five. Let me see what the number fives are. I'm trying to look. Cause nobody likes my list, bro. Cause your list be whack, J.E. That that mess you pulled last week. That, Bruh, was, just out, that was out of balance, man. Did anybody try those that uh, uh Nature's Valley cereal last week? Nobody tried that, Josh. Because they don't they they blind being led by the blind, right? <laughs> the Bible says broad is the way, broad is the gate that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way. Narrow is the gate that leads to life. Coach, that's where coach at. All right. No, I'm, oh, no, Popeye's I'm fries. See, I told you people gonna crinkle cut, cut his five. There you go. Crink cuts five for Michelle. Yep. Potato wedges are the goat. There you go, Justin. We we, we agree. Okay. I don't know about the goat. They good though. No, potato wedges ain't goat. They not goat, but they Number up there. Five is crystal fries, Kimmy. I don't even know what kind of fries crystal got. Yeah, man. I had my other five. I had my five restaurants, but I forgot what I did with that list. Oh, it's in my phone. My number five restaurant fries. I'm just gonna do it real quickly. My number five restaurant fries was. Hold on, let me see. I think it was um. That's tough. I, I'd have to put Red Robin. I I got Red Robin tied. Please, please don't be upset with me. Y'all, y'all listen. I'm talking about I'm basically talking about steak fries. I got Red Robin at number five. Nah. Nah. 
That's tough, man. I don't even like steak fries. I love steak fries when they're done right. I hate steak fries. You hate steak fries? Steak fries are the worst fries. What? They be dry. That's why they got to be done right. Tell them, take it back. Send it back. (laughs) All right, man. Number four. All right, number four. Shoelace fries. Man, you soft, bro. How shoelace fries, bro. Shoelace fries. I how mean, much substance the, can you get from that, bro? Say what? You, how much substance can you get from shoestring fries? Shoestring fries. That's what it's called. It. What I'm really and maybe the picture is the wrong picture, but it's basically just McDonald's fries. The regular fries. Shoestring when fries. A, when I was a child, I ate fries like a child, bro. <laughs> I mean, they're look. They're they're always available. They're convenient. It's the standby. And McDonald's fries are good. Look, I mean, I'm not going to say they're the best, but they're good. I'm getting no love on this. <laughs> I'm getting yes, no love is, on this. No, this is no your week, bro. This. Yes, this is your. <laughs> yep. Yep. Give it to him. Come on, man. Shoestring shoe Shoestring? And you, you want shoestring fries over steak fries? Yes. I will take shoestring fries over steak fries. Man, your your upbringing was amazing. For shoestring fries to still be in your adult life, childhood was amazing for you, baby. You know what it is? You know what it probably is? I What's have that? four kids. So they be okay. getting McDonald's. Oh, that makes sense. And you know, I mean, I have to stop by. I mean, I have to take fries off. Of for nostalgia plate. purposes, I understand. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, this fry still slap. Normally they eat, you know, before we eat. So I'll still be hungry. And so I'll take one of the McDonald's fries and I'd be mad hungry. And so it'd be tasting good. And so that's, but that's why, but that, 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 I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to my number five because nobody got time for those shoestring fries. BD. My number four, curly fries. Curly fries, number four. Because man, listen, I'm a realist. I'm about, I'm about meshing the old with what I have to deal with now. Where can I get curly fries from? Jack in the Box, Arby's. Brad, see, I can't go there because if I go to Jack in the Box, I'm done. <laughs> I'm guaranteed to be 305 again. I cannot taste and see how good these I can't do it. Mm. That's why, that's why these some of these the, some of these fries are low. Cause curly fries, bruh, are pro- probably will be higher in my list. Mm. But, bro, if I go to Jack in the Box and get the big cheeseburger, man, I saw somebody taste test a new burger they got, a big Western burger or something, bro. I was like, man, I haven't had Jack in the Box since I was 300 pounds. Mm. I, lo- I lost 20 pounds by letting go of, of, of uh, uh, Jack in the Box. Man, do you understand what a dollar menu does for, for caloric intake? Mm. Bro, you getting you getting what's the two double cheese? What's that? What's that cheeseburger called? Jack in the Box got the big cheeseburger or something? Ultimate cheeseburger. Oh, the ultimate. You getting two of those? Golly, I see why you was three hundred pounds. Come on, man. You know I do things in twos. The ultimate cheeseburger. That's two patties. Bro, I was fat for a reason. <laughs> I was fat for a reason. So you gotta understand. I I have there are certain places I stay away from. Mm, that's wisdom. I, that's why curly fries, there's no other place I can go. See, when I get my fries, I go to places like, like Viva Chicken's fries in my top five of type fries. Because I'm I, with Viva Chicken, I can get some fries and a rotisserie chicken. 
Mm. Publix potato wedges is in the top of my list because when I go in there, I can get a rotisserie chicken with my potato wedges. If I go to Jack in the Box, you cannot go to Jack in the Box and just get curly fries. You can't. Not me. Timmy done said I'm from England, man. I don't appreciate that. Bro, you is England. Look at your shirt. Look at look at your <laughs> look at look how you dress. You it was just Alba, bro. You that, that's you. My shirt. There's nothing wrong with your shirt, bro. But you, if you still got waves in 2000, <laughs> if you still <laughs> if you still got waves in a hairline in 2020, and you're proud about it, that sounds like a hater to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. God has stripped me. It's done. All right, All right. let's see. Uh, okay, we, we keep going for time here. Number four. But yeah, man, my number four on my restaurant list, though, is Viva Chicken Fries. I ain't never had that. Man, try their fries. They're, they're like checkers fries. Mm, checkers got good fries. See? Checkers got the, probably got the best fries. Number three, ready, BD? Number three. Curly fries. Oh, okay, you got, you right got some price. Yeah, right. Go ahead. You got something to say? Um, nope, don't really. I think curly fries are probably I can't remember what the rest of my list was, but probably the only fries on my top five that don't need ketchup at all. You're right. I don't eat cur- curly fries with ketchup in and of themselves, they are good. And for that, I have them at number three. I have no further comment. Let me tell you, someone posts something that says curly fries, curly fries can be eaten by themselves. But it's not like a good burger with them curly fries, man. I wouldn't think a little about curly fries, man. That long one in the middle right there. Oh, you say that for last. Oh, so yes. this is what I do. You see them, them wide, them wide curly fries, the little crunchy ones get eaten first. Right. Then I go to the wide curls. Mm. The half curls get eaten first. We're gonna you you done. You out. We out, you out the box. You first. Mm-hmm. Then I go after the wide curls. And you don't even got to look and you know what kind of fry it is. If I feel a curly, tight curl fry, you staying in the bag for a while. Yes. You gonna, I got, I'm coming to you. I'm just going to move you to the side. I, I find the crunchy ones first and I find the wide curls. Ooh, and then, bro, it's, it's, oh, bro it's, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing like a, a, a good curly fry that's left by itself. Wonder if it's going to make it to see another day. Mm, it's not. It's not. It will not see another day. Uh, for time's sake, we'll go back through the chats a little bit later. M- uh, my number three, mm-hmm. <clears throat> regular cut, natural cut fries, bro. That's wing stop fries right there, BD. Number three. Oh, nah, I'm not going to give away the minute. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, BD, come on now. The two fries ahead of these? I want to know. I want to Don't know. get me wrong. Wing stops fries. You put me on to them. You finally tried. You finally tried it. Yeah, I tried the wings. Is my wife watching? <laughs> Don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble. I I cannot tell or attest if I tried them or not. <laughs> but they're good, bruh. Wing stops fries are dangerous, bruh. You talking about wing stop? You talking about five guys? You have these at number three. Only because of, of accessibility, BD. If I go to Wingstop, bruh, by my <laughs> first off, Wingstop is too far. If I can't, I can't go to certain places by myself. I don't know how to act, bruh. 
soon as I walk into oh, Wingstop, right. I got some extra money in my life these days, BD. <laughs> See, when I was a poor man, oh. I couldn't get much. So I was limited. That's why I was at Jack in the Box. I was like, can I get this? Can I make this $7 stretch? Mm. And spending $7 was a lot back then. Right. So you had to hit that dollar menu. Five to $6 on the dollar menu only. Mm. But now when you got bread and your wife is distracted, <laughs> Wingstop is August Alcina, bro. See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 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 I come home and my wife's like, "You've been with Aug, huh?" Boy, I was at Wingstop. You see the, you see the uh, buffalo sauce on my beard. Mm. And one thing about wings, you can't hide it. You got to go take a full shower to hide the wing sauce smell. Oh yeah, you can smell that. You can, you can smell, smell that. that. The garlic fries, the, the 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 buffalo sauce, the garlic parm. Like you can smell all of that. Yeah, you gotta man. Do the top wing flavors, by the way. Yeah, we'll do that, man. My number three, natural cut fries. Yeah, man, Wingstop fries are dangerous. All Those right. fries are so dangerous. All right, number two for BD. Number two. Boo, man. Crinkle, crinkle, cut. crinkle cut, cut at number two? Fries. Man. Absolutely. From where? Um, Steak Shack. Shack. I've, shake shake no, Shack. Shake shake Shack. Shack. Shake Shack burnt me, bro. That cheese sauce is nasty, bro. I don't know nothing about no cheese sauce. Like, I don't like their fries, man. Their fries made me feel it made me feel weird afterwards, bro. I can't mess with their fries, bro. Okay. Shake Shack and Raisin Canes. Crinkle cut fries. I heard Raisin Canes was good, BD. Raisin Canes is the truth, bro. They're chicken tenders and they're crinkle, crinkle cut fries. <sighs> mm. I think that's why they're number two for me because I didn't have when I was in. I don't think there's really like a place in Charlotte. Other shake, y'all do have Shake Shack, but I mean that's that's not everywhere. Raising Cane sounds like a wing stop. It is. Shake Shack is commercial, bro. I need something. I need a restaurant that's borderline commercial, but not commercial. It's hood commercial. I need hood commercial restaurants. Right. That's Raising Cane's. Shake Shack, bro. I tried them once. Bro, I thought I was gonna get the whole mushroom, the uh, mushroom fried on top of my burger, and got the fries. I saw how small that burger was. I was offended. Shake Shack, good. I, I I don't know what burger you got. Did you get the double? Pack I got the double, but I added, I added, I, I went there twice, and, and I haven't been back since. Bruh. Shake Shack is the truth. All right, raising canes. <clears throat> yeah, my number two. Potato wedges. Hmm. I'm sorry, bro. Potato wedges is good eating. <laughs> That's good eating. You, you only need one side. You only need, you only need your main and potato wedges and you good money. Right. Look at that picture. <laughs> they don't got no uh whatever that green stuff is at the hood uh gas station with the potato wedges. No, nah, no, nah, I've upgraded. But what I'm saying is, bro, I just you saw be going to Whole Foods. Hey, bro, when you come to Charlotte and you go to Whole Foods with me and get that burger and fries, where they got the garlic and uh, rosemary seasoning, change your life. Change your life. You up here talking about the hood and the gas station wedges, and you over at Whole Foods is what you're doing. Yes, because Whole Foods, I'm not guaranteed to get two boxed fish plates. (laughs) I'm not guaranteed to get a 20-piece chicken and then go force a get a coaching session so I can redo my sins. Mm. 
Bruh, do you, if I go to Wingstop right now, you're, I'm not just getting five or six wings. Mm-mm. I'm not just going to get two things of fries. I'm going to get cheesy fries and I'm going to get the regular fries. And I'm going to sit in that car and I'm going to cry tears of a fat boy. <laughs> I can't believe I did it. Like when you cheat, when a person cheats, how they right. cry. You see what I'm saying? People be calling me all the time, but they be crying. I'm like, bro, that's how I feel when I go to a place I know I shouldn't go. Mm. Crying, crying tears of joy and tears of pain. Because I'm guaranteed to be. Because if your taste buzz tastes where you have came from, ah, you will make a residence there again. That's the problem, man. Like, I mean, when you like when you backslide with food, like you backslide. You backslide. There's no, there's no. Oh, I shouldn't be eating Wingstop, but I'm gonna you moonwalking off the and stage. I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna get five wings and and and, and a no. small fry. And like, no. No. You go to Wingstop and you're starting at 10 wings. Uh, and then you're going from there. You're sitting in the car so that you, you can't are, sit in the car. You got to drive off. You got to drive you, off. You got to drive Because <laughs> if you eat that, if you eat it in the car, in the parking lot, bro, how, there's been many a times, bro. They <laughs> they thought I was long gone. <laughs> Boy, because that, that after that last aftertaste, you're like, man, ain't no wrong with getting 10 more wings. Ain't no wrong. 10 more. <laughs> you go, right, bro, that's why I stay away, BD. You don't understand. You've never been 325. Oh, man. BD, now I, I'm glad I'm married now because because my wife, we don't like we don't like sitting in parking lots. You know what I'm saying? So she forces me to leave. Mm. That's why, that's why I cannot, I cannot go back. I don't want to go back there, BD. Cause you know me. I went to Chick-fil-A. See, I left Chick-fil-A alone because of y'all. I left them alone. <laughs> I'm sorry for putting three weeks in a row. Four out of the seven days I was at Chick-fil-A. See, Three you, weeks straight. You're on, out. Level, you're on another level, though, J.E. Like, you, you just take stuff too far. I like, do. You get on something and you just... I remember I, I put you on to, uh, what was it, uh, that barbecue joint over on the north side? I drove 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Yo. Twice a week. Josh would be in my hood and I ain't even know. Wasn't like, even expecting <laughs> me. I, I called J.E. Oh yeah, man. I'm up the street at uh, Bobby Hills, man. I'm like, oh, you in my hood? <laughs> Again? I ain't yeah. even... You went over there so much, you didn't even tell me when you was on my side of town, bro. Bruh, there was times I was on your side of town, you didn't know until two or three days later. <laughs> I ain't even come see you because I was just in sin, bro. I was in sin. Wow. I drove 40-something minutes from South Charlotte to North Charlotte. That's a drive, bro. You know how many lights I had to pass? You know how many play? I went through the downtown way, bro. <laughs> I thought I was quicker. Just to go to Bobbio's. One thing about me, I wear it out and it is out of my life. But if I go back, there's just certain things I cannot taste again, BD. Mm. Mm. All right. Mm. Number one. Okay. I respect I respect this. I respect this. I respect this. I do. We're talking about the wing stops of the world. We're talking about the five guys of the world. There is nothing better than natural cut fries. I know. I know, BD. But where can I, I go? You know. I do know. That's why I'm only going. My list only represents what's recent. Okay. What do you have for number one? Ooh, my number one, bro. Hey, hey, the goat of all fries. I don't even know what cut this is. I'll, you'll know by the branding. I don't know what cut this is, but it is the best fry 
of all time. Oh, Jangles fries. What cut is that, BD? That's heavenly cut. We don't even have a name for this cut of fries. Is it steak fries or is it regular cut? It's it's a hybrid fry. It's like a hybrid of steak and natural cut fries. Oh, the best cut fries, bro. The 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 the, the juicy and softness of the mm. steak fry. No, 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 no. The 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 width of the steak fry and the limbness of the natural cut. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, Bojangles, man. They they whatever cut fry this is, bro. Mm-hmm. It was inspired by God, man. Man, I miss Bojangles fries, man. I sw- they, they 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 cook those fries in chicken. They cook those fries. They do. I, I guarantee it. I taste chicken when I taste those fries. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Get them Karen non seasoned. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> they they coming for you, BD. Hold up, time out. They talk about your number one. My number one, they don't have a Bojangles. I, I, I don't respond to ignorance. <laughs> Until you know, I, I, only, I ain't going to be upset because they haven't tasted. I can't get mad at non-believers for not knowing the love of Christ. Kimmy, ain't you in Georgia? Yeah, I know y'all got y'all got Bojangles down there. Man, you know Atlanta's are you, different, bro. I don't trust the are fries. You di- are you disrespecting the Bojangles fries? You can, now see that's it's one thing to be like it's not number one. I understand that you have your preferences. You can't be disrespectful, to but to be disrespectful to Bojangles fries, mm, 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 mm. oh, she's talking about no, you're number one, BD. <laughs> look, look, you can't just go off. Okay, look, this is just like when Josh had that loaf of bread for pound cake the other week. You can't just go off of the picture, all right? Natural cut fry. I'm talking about uh, 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 five guys, and I'm talking about Wingstop, all right? Now, if those look like Karen fried them up in her uh, <laughs> in her skillet. My bad. I did get a – that probably came from Karen's uh, Pinterest. I'm sorry. Right. You probably got that from some Pinterest page, uh, <laughs> Karen Spencer. Actually, uh, that's Wingstop. That's actually Wingstop. You see the you see the wrapper paper? That's Wingstop's wrapper paper. That is Wingstop. So I don't know what y'all talk about. Wingstop slap. Them fries are delicious. That's right, Stephen. That's right, Stephen. The inspired fry of God. Mm. Oh, let me. I'm, I don't want nobody to be confused. What the man of God, the prophet, is saying amongst us today? He talked about this fries. Hey, I can't knock you for that. I can't knock you for Bojangles fries. So post in the comments box whose top five was the best. Team BD or Team Josh? In don't the get comments. me wrong. I know some of y'all right now are wondering why the waffle fry is not here. Yo, I was thinking. I thought. I thought about that mid list, and I was like, I left out waffle fries. Waffle fries deserves to be in the top five, but bruh, it's a fairly new fry. The only you know why it's not in my top five though. The only. People who do it good is Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Any other waffle fries I've had trash. have not been good. Trash. trash. You get the ones in the store, trash. Trash. The frozen ones, trash. It's only Chick-fil-A. So that's probably the reason why I left it out. Honestly, waffle fries should be in the top five, but... They should. They should, but... 
uh, they, I think our, you know, I'll take Crinkle Cut out of my. No, no, I can't do it. What show's number one, man? Because I hear all these people hating on. Yeah, what show's number one? Josh, number she did. one. Thank you, thank you, bold and beautiful. Out. Thank you, thank you, thank you, y'all. I redeemed myself. <laughs> you did because you was tripping last week. Yeah, yeah. What's your number one seal again, Josh? I still got. Oh my, Steven, I got you, no, bro. No, my, no, 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 number one, no. no. Hold on, BD. I'm gonna mute you again. Um, my number one cereal, bro, is Nature Valley, big and crunchy. Okay, <laughs> I know that sounds suspect, but just get the big and crunchy Nature Valley. Get you some oat milk cereal, vanilla. It'll change your life, my brother. Why do you want that, Jerry? So yeah, uh, sweet potato homestyle fries, BD. You're not being heard. Yes. All right. <laughs> now you're back. Okay. Uh, seasoned fries. Got you. Okay. Seed number one. Seed sweet potato fries number one. Potato wedges, I know, I know. Potato wedges, seasoned fries. You. Wait, what is seasoned fries? What do you mean seasoned fries? What what is what is an example of seasoned fries? I would assume that all fries have some kind of seasoning. He's probably talking about like um, Mama's fries with the Lowry's. But what cut, my brother? What cut you talking about, man? Eddie, what what cut you talking about, brother? You talking? Cajun, but what cut, my brother? What cut of fries? How's a fry cut, my brother? Gas station potato wedges, potato wedge. Really? Okay, maybe I'm sleeping. I might be sleep, man. You sleep, man, because you was brought up on the good side of town. Regis said number one is Wingstop, which is natural cut fries. Bro, I told you, man. It's what's number. It's what's number one right now. Look at that number one Mickey D's from back in the day. Y'all try to clown me for my. Uh, a, a shoestring fries. That's what that is. It's because you called. If you'd have said McDonald's fries, we understood. <laughs> McDonald's you said fries. <laughs> you said shoe. I like BD. You like those. You like uh, number one uh, Zaxby you... fries. That's crinkle cut fries. I'm not mad. Zaxby's got crinkle cut. Yeah. yeah oh, they Zaxby's burnt, they, got crinkle cut. They burnt me on the wings. I ain't been there in years. Zaxby's you... be tripping, man. Hey, Zaxby's, Zaxby's ain't horrible. what it used to be. Zaxby's horrible, bro. Yeah, they tripping now. Yeah, BD, your fries, your shoestring, your fries are skinnier than McDonald's fries, bro. You got stop being booty. That was a bad picture. Bro, we're talking to hood people, bro. We ain't talking to Wingstop allows you to customize it. Did you know that, J.E.? I didn't know. See, I don't need to know. Don't even tell me. All right, (laughs) y'all. We'll see y'all next time. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, man. Like BD says, man. Say your thing, BD, because I I don't want to know. Because I'll be at Wingstop when they open. One thing about me, if I get put on something new, I'm there early. There's a reason why I get there early, so it'd be fresh. All right, we're going to get out of here. We have been going for over two hours, but thank you guys, all of y'all who have been rocking with us live. Thank you. We appreciate it. Those of you who are watching the podcast tomorrow or the next day or the week after that, whenever you're watching it, all right, thank you for watching. If if you're watching now and you haven't hit the subscribe button, hit the subscribe button now, okay? If you're watching and you're not live, but you enjoy our content, hit the subscribe button, okay? So you can be a part of the Good Guys fam and start joining us on these lives, man. I think, yeah, I know I'm enjoying the lives. I think I you guys are enjoying the lives. Um, so we're going to keep doing the lives every Tuesday at 9 Eastern time, 8 Central time. And y'all we'll go ahead and book live. it. Invite your friends to watch what you share the link. We want to we want to build a street team. We want to build a team, a family, and we can get this out because what we're saying here, man, is not conventional knowledge. A lot of people are not getting the substance and silly. 
that they need to navigate uh, the situations of life. And that's what we offer. So we'll love um, to get into your friends' homes and families' homes. And so they can really know how, what relationships with God, self, and others really are all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Other than that, all right, I'm a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is Joshua Ezzy, a.k.a. Slim Rev, happily married as well. We are the Good Guys Podcast. We're only good because he's good. Hey, hey, bro. That's and the we sh- are Oh, But you don't control the buttons. We are only good <laughs> because well, you he's need to good. get on your game, J.E. I was still in my slim pose, BD. I was still Nobody showing the people that coach still got. Yeah, hey, man, because I might not be. Bro, I might. I might not be slim next week. I might be big next week because I'm going to Wingstop and try to figure out, bro. What I'm gonna call them tomorrow? What is this customizing thing? Don't you do talking? it. Don't do it. Don't go down that hole. So what's the okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't go down that. 